0: This is an ABC podcast. Hello, this is Coronacast, a daily podcast all about the coronavirus. I'm health reporter Tegan Taylor.
1: And I'm physician and journalist Dr Norman Swan. It's Thursday the 29th of April 2021.
0: And Norman, we've talked a lot on this podcast in the past couple of weeks about the downsides of some of the vaccines that we're having here in Australia and I think it's about time we talked about some of the good sides of the vaccine, because believe it or not, the good actually outweighs the bad. And there's a really interesting study that's come out um, just in the last couple of days that talks about the two vaccines that we have access to here in Australia, the Pfizer and the AstraZeneca, and just how well they work in terms of preventing disease, preventing infection and the side effects that you might get after getting vaccinated.
1: So just the methodology of the study, which is a British study, which is that they have an app where people voluntarily report their their side effects after the vaccine. So it's not a proactive study where you're going out and actually interviewing people. It relies on self-report. So you've just got to take that into account because that creates an inherent issue with it, but they reckon they're getting pretty good reporting from it. What they were doing was really measuring three things – the local effects in your arm of having the vaccine, what they call systemic effects, and that's things where you you feel sick in, in yourself, headache, fatigue, maybe a rash fever, that sort of um, symptom.
0: After vaccination.
1: After vaccination. And the other was the likelihood of being infected with SARS-CoV-2.
0: So let's step through those three things. And then why don't we start with the big one? Because this is something we got a lot of questions about throughout the pandemic and still sometimes get, this question of the difference between infection with the virus as a pathogen and the disease that you get that's COVID 19. And then I suppose the corollary to that is if you could be infected with the virus, you could potentially be passing it on even if you don't get sick. What did this study find?
1: The headline here is both immunizations, Pfizer and Astra, reduce the risk of infection objectively compared to unvaccinated people that's on testing. With Pfizer, it's bigger, it sort of accumulates to about 70% after. A couple of months. Remember, the gap between immunizations is longer in the UK for Pfizer than it is here. And it also increases with the Astra vaccine up to about 60%, but kicks in around about 12 days after the vaccine. So that's fantastic news. It does vary according to age. So you get a bigger reduction in risk for infection if you're under 55 compared to those people who are over 55. If you've got other illnesses then you also get a lower risk reduction, which just goes to show that as you get older, your immune system is not working as well, and you're also less responsive to the vaccines. And when we come to side effects, that's, that they show that as well. There wasn't as much of an effect as with BMI, in other words, whether you were obese or not. There was a bit of an effect, but not as big.
0: And so the interesting thing there is that we were talking a lot about infection versus disease, this idea that people could perhaps have the virus on board. But what we're seeing here is that a good chunk of people after just the first vaccination have no virus on board and therefore aren't going to be spreading it unwittingly. That's right. So let's talk about the other stuff you, you mentioned before, these side effects that you get after the vaccine, starting off with the local effects in your arm.
1: So this is pain, redness in your arm, that sort of thing. When you look at local effects in the arm, essentially the, the way they're reported is a little bit confusing, but effectively the second dose of the Pfizer was more likely to give you local effects in your arm than the first dose of the, of the Astra vaccine. So they, they both gave a proportion of people... And it's quite a high proportion of people, you know, it's it's well over 50%, some local effects in the arm, a sore arm, a red arm, that sort of thing. But there's a little bias towards being a bit worse after the second dose of the Pfizer. It's not entirely clear in terms of how uh, how they're reporting that.
0: We're pretty used to that sort of level of side effect, though, from the other vaccines that we get. Like, it's pretty normal to have a bit of a sore arm after the flu shot, and most people just shrug that off.
1: Correct. So when it comes to the systemic side effects the commonest ones were fatigue and he- headache commoner commoner in women than in men and commoner in younger people than in older people so this goes to the recurrent message here that younger people have more active immune systems and are more reactive to the to the vaccines
0: and interestingly it's less than they thought it was going to be based on what they were seeing in the clinical trials. Like in real life, it seems like fewer people get side effects than they thought might be the case.
1: Yeah. And you're getting a reduction in infection, still not 100%, but it's there. Once you get a large number of people immunising the population, you will see a reduction in the virus circulating, but it's got to get up to pretty high levels. When it doesn't get up to up to 100% protection against infection, you've really got to get up to you know 90 percent or so of the population immunised for that sort of coverage to work.
0: Right. So the TLDR on this is that uh, the vaccines work and they don't have as many side effects as we feared.
1: Yeah, that would have saved me a lot of time if you'd said that earlier to you.
0: <laughs> well, let's move on. Um, we were talking yesterday about the B one one seven variant, the so-called Kent or UK strain of the virus not being more virulent and causing fewer deaths. But Norman, you just wanted to add a bit of extra information about that.
1: Yeah, one coronacaster is written in with a clarification, and I think this coronacaster, you know, it, it makes a good point, is that we're, we were quite careful to say it, but perhaps what's worth saying again, that this was a study of hospital patients. And so if you got into hospital with a one one seven, you were no more likely to die than somebody who did not have the B one one seven variant, so had the p- previous variants. But it still looks like it's the case, that you're more likely to end up in hospital with a one one seven, So it's virulent enough to get you into hospital, but if you, get, if you get into hospital, you're no more likely to die. However, by the very fact that more people with B117 are entering hospital, you will get more deaths as a result. So the fact that the B117 is circulating, more contagious, more people entering hospital, even if they've got the same risk as dying once they get into hospital, the fact that you've got more people hitting hospital, you will get more deaths. So if we gave the impression that it's benign, it's not.
0: Right, it's still putting massive strain on those hospital systems.
1: Yeah, and, and and increasing the risk of death just by dint of numbers.
0: Exactly. And so just a question or two from the audience. Nanette is asking, if you're a blood donor and you've been vaccinated against COVID, will the antibodies you have developed help the recipient of either your whole blood or of any products of your blood?
1: It'd be nice if that's true. They're not that concentrated in the blood. So when you give the antibody treatment for COVID-19, which hasn't been shown to be terribly effective. It really is concentrated. So you spin it down, you spin the blood down, so you get a concentrated form of it to inject back into people. So it's too dilute, really. There may be forms of transfusion that you can get, which would give you a concentrated dose of the antibodies, but really you would not expect to help very much.
0: Right. Oh, that's what you're talking about when we say convalescent plasma therapy. That's right. And then a question from both Nerida and Rachel. They're both people under 50. They've received their first dose of the AstraZeneca vaccine, and they're just wondering whether it's safe for them to get the second dose or whether they should wait and swap over and get Pfizer if it becomes available to them.
1: We don't know the answer to that question yet. There are studies going on in Britain, which we've mentioned before, which are mixing the vaccines to see what effect it has in terms of safety and of efficacy. And we're waiting on the results of that. So it's not known yet whether it's safe to mix the vaccines. From the experience with previous vaccines, it is safe and actually quite effective to mix vaccines. So they're expecting that will be okay, but we don't know that for sure yet.
0: If you've had your first Astra vaccine without any negative side effects, does it are you then safer to have the second dose?
1: There have been one or two reports of people getting the clotting after the second dose. It, it doesn't seem to be as big a problem after the first dose. There's one caveat there, which is that it's 12 weeks between the two Astra doses in the UK, which has probably got the largest experience. So we've yet to see a lot of second doses come through in terms of the data. And if you go back to that study we were speaking about at the beginning of side effects, it was the first Astra vaccine that gave the most side effects in terms of systemic effects, feeling crap, having a sore arm, and so on. Then the second second dose. So. On that basis, you would expect the second dose to be stimulating the immune system less. And if you come to the clotting issue, you would expect it to be much, much lower. And you know we don't have proof of that yet, but it does seem to be the case.
0: Well, that's all we've got time for on today's CoronaCast. But if you've got a question, you can send it in by going to abc.net.au slash CoronaCast and clicking on Ask a Question.
1: If you get in today, we'll try and put you on Quickfire Friday. See you tomorrow.
0: See you then.